in a few words if i can ask you what is a teacher to a student um i, <laughs> I would say that a teacher is a mother uh, whether it's a, a male teacher or a female teacher uh, we are like mothers uh, you know we we need to see uh, that our children are comfortable that they are uh, uh, you know not lagging behind they are uh, sometimes they need a push we push sometimes we need to uh, be firm and stop we stop sometimes we need to be a little strict why not yes uh, as a mother you would uh, definitely won't allow your child uh, to come to harm uh, uh, we need to stop them uh, sometimes we need to uh, you know put a spark kindle a spark and you find that uh, uh, it's it becomes a fire in his heart uh, to do something uh, there are different things that you need to do sometimes uh, uh, you need to show you're disappointed and uh, that also works at times so uh, wow. we are like a mother i would say that's that's beautiful thank you you're listening to ed talk with anuj a podcast that takes you back to school to understand how far we all have come and the future we are all headed towards my name is anuj and this is my attempt to explore the evolution of the indian education system through the lens of people from various walks of life happy listening this is my this is the first episode of my podcast so <laughs> obviously i thought long and hard about who my first guest would be and there are so many people in my world and my universe that i have learned so much from and and grown in, as an individual and uh, i i hope i've been able to add value to their life uh, in return um you see as we take our steps through the journey of life we form connections relationships friendships and almost every one of them has a profound effect on us their value systems their ideologies their thoughts their actions they often influence or reflect what we have within us and we add a shade of their personality to our own colors but what of the time when we were a blank slate ourselves when we were all children wide-eyed nervous anxious about the big world that we've been brought into and just as we're about to develop our sense of language communication reasoning we're put into something called a school to give direction and form to our interpretation of the world so now it is at that critical juncture of our lives that our impressionable minds are guided by someone that we call teacher and that one person or many help lay the foundation for the rest of our lives so of all of those wonderful people that i have had the privilege of calling my teachers today i have the honor of having the first of them as a guest on the first episode of my first ever podcast So on Ed Talk with Anuj, my first guest is my first teacher, Miss Irvindaranan, someone who literally taught me how to speak. So hello and welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am very excited. So am I, Anuj. And uh, what you said just now is so true. We uh, our whole personality is formed by people around us. and um you as a student 
have uh, also formed my personality. You know, you have made changes in my my being also. So thank you for having me here, and it's a privilege. <laughs> really. Wow. Now I'm 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 sure you know the hundreds and thousands of students who have passed the gates of the school um, would would agree that you have had a very very long lasting influence on on everyone's lives um, you know at least most of the students and a lot of them still look back and they ask one of the few people that you know the few names that come first to their minds are, is is yours and they ask how is it winda ma'am so for those listening she she is my first teacher so when i began my schooling i don't have a lot of memories of course i was i was really really young but i remember her guiding me through every step and it wasn't just teaching english she is an english teacher primarily apart from other subjects like geography and 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 really a lot of subjects that catch her fancy but it wasn't only about the language it was just about being a a good human being uh, you know there were value systems that were incorporated uh, within us and apart from that there was communication there was um, you know interaction social interactions and then the impact that it has on your emotional well-being and your intellectual well-being to develop the art of reading and speaking and and just talking the talk walking the walk so you know i i i would love to go back to our school days of course but i want to take you back to when you were in school where was that what what was what was those what were those days like uh anuj uh, my father had a uh, transferable job we had to move from one place to another and uh, so i was in many cities many schools and uh, of different uh, genres you know you the very small school to very big schools so um most of the time uh, i uh, had to you know catch up with uh, what uh, the uh, you know the new school was doing you know so i was always playing a catch up game till i completed my uh, class 11 and uh, then i found my own being you know when i uh, uh, joined uh, st xavier's college Uh, so schooling was uh, you know just learning languages at different places uh, that's what stands out at uh, uh, you know from my childhood um, when i was in uh, amravati as a uh, you know in class 1 and 2 i i learned uh, um, you know english and when i came to delhi uh, i was suddenly exposed to hindi and i didn't know a word of hindi and the children already had learned two two years you know of hindi i picked up hindi then i changed my school again and where class 6 uh, i was i was told to learn punjabi <laughs> <laughs> so i picked it up again you know uh, they had already started from class 1 uh, so it carried on I went to kanpur i learned sanskrit when i went to bombay uh marathi and french uh so it was always a catching up game but i i learned a lot of languages uh you know in the long run wow. and uh, and that really you know uh, gave me uh, that love for language you know uh, so many uh, different ways of learning language um it, it was fun uh, sometimes of course i dreaded the tests but uh, otherwise i i usually uh, picked up uh, a language very easily 
and my love for French continued, you know, and uh, I joined the Alliance Frances in Delhi. And um, I did a course there and, and I still love the language. I think I think a lot of your students who are, are probably listening to this right now are are shocked. I wouldn't say surprised that you know languages other than English, and of course your very evident love for French, because this is a side of you that none of us really was witness to. You know, with with Marathi and Sanskrit and Punjabi and so many other languages, because um, English was, of course, uh, you know the, the the official language of the school and the ICSE curriculum that we were in. The idea was, Anush, not to uh, allow children to talk to me in any other language but English, <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, the children picked up uh, English uh, more easily when they were, you know, uh, told mm-hmm. that uh, they have to speak only in English. And uh, and you, if you remember, Anuj, uh, you used to come home and talk to me in Hindi. <laughs> Um, and 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 you were uh, it, at school. You never realized yes. that uh, I knew Hindi. Yes, yes. Know? I mean, in fact, for me, <laughs> I, you know, it, because we've had a very uh, off-school personal friendship as well. Apart from the fact that you know you are my teacher, and that the the, the whole difference between those two worlds, because in school it was English, and you know there was there's Hindi off-school, outside school hours was uh, was was a little bit of a culture shock to me at that time how does she speak any other language let me let me take you back to 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 your school days and and the culture in school and amongst your class amongst your peers in school uh, if you could give us a little glimpse into into that uh, day and age we were a carefree lot you know uh, no <laughs> worries at all uh, play uh, you know, go to school, learn whatever we were taught and come home, you know, uh, do that bit of homework that was assigned and spend the evening uh, playing, reading. Um, I didn't have the television at that time uh, when I was schooling. Most of my schooling, I didn't have television. But um, uh, reading was uh, our, uh, you know, favorite pastime, this is read, um, something that I would like to uh, tell you, uh, that is, you know, uh, there was a, a, a public library uh, near my home and uh, public library, I have not seen any other uh, city having public libraries uh, except for Bombay and um, Delhi. So in Delhi, I had this, I was studying in class maybe four or five at that time. And uh, during the summer vacation, I didn't know how to spend my time. So my mother said, why don't you go and uh, check out that public library? And it opened a world to me. I had to pay only five paise to make that card, library card. Five paise. Five (laughs) paise. And uh, I would, uh, you know, uh, be at the doorstep of that uh, uh, library before the librarian reached there and uh, he would um, allow me to take a book and by evening I would have read it and I would go and return. He tolerated me for <laughs> about a week. He said that's not the way. You have to keep it for one whole day and exchange it the next day. <laughs> 
so uh, then the school started i used to take the uh, i used to uh, borrow the book go to my uh, school i had a very good friend um who was also a uh, uh, you know uh, a voracious reader she used to take uh, the book from me read during periods uh, after periods you know during the breaks finish the book and in the evening i would go and exchange the book you know so much did we love both of us uh, books that um, we broke a few rules there but uh, we uh, that started my love for reading and i still um, you know carry that cherish uh, uh, the hours that i spend with my books and and it is a love that you have transferred on to a lot of students including me my reading habits were of course uh, you know developed by listening to you talk about books and your love for 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 just reading and going through stories and and just transporting yourself into into different worlds and i think that's what still continues today when i open a book you know i feel that love that has continued over over the years i think that is a teachers um you know um, uh, job that uh, to uh, create that love in uh, the children the love for reading uh, if if we are able to uh, give that uh, you know small little um, uh, spark in that uh, in the in the children uh, that they start reading i, I think uh, we don't need to teach a language after that wow and that translates across subjects i mean it's not just literature or uh, or prose or poetry it of course. The, the love for reading can can be can you know transcend uh, uh, topics and subjects now in again i'm going to skip through time again and come to today with uh, the internet and social media and television and and you know streaming channels and there's so much information there to consume that most old schoolers including me constantly have this point to raise or this bone to pick with generations that are growing up now with saying that you guys don't read or you don't have reading habits but then the answer that comes in from the other side is that we are reading on the internet you know it's not that we're just we're flipping pages of a book we are reading so there's audio books now there's there's ebooks so how does that Uh, how 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 have you seen that evolution of reading over the years i say this because you are also somebody who has adapted to technology beautifully you know you've not just stayed in a cocoon you've really and and i'll come to that point a little later when we talk about you know the progressions in in education but yeah i I'd, i'd like to understand from your perspective how has the habit of reading or the art of reading uh, yes evolved uh, of course years? i still love to hold a book and read you know go through the pages definitely but uh, uh, you know watching the children around um, they do not have that patience to uh, sit with a book so i i i i don't mind it so long they read you know and the internet has opened uh, such a variety of reading material um, that they can uh, you know uh, uh, read about sports read about entertainment uh, or read about uh, read fiction uh, non fiction so many things philosophy anything that they uh, you know that interests them now they can pick and choose whereas earlier they had to go to the bookshop you know and uh, that uh, that was a parents duty to take them and they were dependent on their parents earlier 
now i think the uh, the internet has opened uh, this uh, medium to them where they can read what they want and you're very right about the attention span because literally now attention span on an average is taken is calculated in seconds by advertisers or marketers who are like if we can capture their attention in a few seconds then we've probably got them for a bit longer but then you have to keep doing things to sustain that attention absolutely um okay so it's it's interesting you talk about parents so you know because again they are such an integral element to the whole world of education how have you seen parents evolve or uh, change in you know there there've been change in temperaments and behavior patterns and expectations from from a school from when you began to now uh, yes uh, i started uh, teaching in 1985 and uh, parents then of course expected that uh, you know the teachers uh, must give homework and uh, the children had to learn it by heart memorize it and then uh, write the tests and get very good marks that's that's what their interest was limited to uh, they would not go beyond uh, thinking uh, you know thinking about the understanding part or uh, you know that the children need to understand concepts that they need to uh, um, go beyond what is there in their textbooks uh, so very few uh, parents were you know uh, educated or aware of education beyond the, the textbook but uh, over the years now i find that the parents uh, are educated themselves in the uh, in the modern world they know what to expect from the children uh how to give them uh, the support that they want uh, i find that the young parents are now you know uh, allowing the children to watch cartoons earlier cartoons were not allowed you know so uh, why why should children watch cartoons it it, uh, it it helps them to imagine and it helps them to pick up a language you know uh, i i was recently watching peppa pig you know <laughs> uh, and and it it it, it, it uh, conveys not only values but the, such a lovely language that the child uh, unconsciously picks up you know yeah. and uh, the parents are now not uh, uh, worried about the marks so much as they want their child to be multi uh, you know have a multi dimensional personality Do you, do you really believe that because i mean looking at the world right now with the pressure that children are going through with marks and scores um it's still out there it is it is there but uh, they also want this they want their child uh, to be uh, you know uh, to enhance his talent uh, perhaps of uh, singing or playing a musical instrument or you know a sport playing a sport uh, they want their children to do much more than uh, only uh, you know studying from books i, I have found that uh, but so oh, that that's an interesting observation because everyone really is people are talking a lot about you know the mental health uh, implications uh, or the i mean the implications on mental health of parental pressure with comparisons and marks and and cutoffs in colleges and universities it's it's such a boiler scenario out there um, i'm surprised that that you saying if, this if you uh, uh, you know see the school that i teach in shevard public school 
we don't pressurize the children and we have like-minded parents you know we help the child to do well it's not that uh, he should not compete for those marks yes along with the competition they they have to uh, you know look uh, look within and find their talents their passions and pursue those as well you know it's not just the marks of course there are some parents who are uh, who would like their children only to you know concentrate on their studies on their subjects get marks uh, you know come first we don't have ranking system in our school at all uh, it, it 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 takes off the pressure and it helps them to enjoy learning you know Oh, so I I I would just like to uh, put in a note for all our uh, listeners right now that this is not a plug. This is not a sponsored uh, plug that's just happened. Uh, so Irvinda Ma'am teaches at Sherwood Public School in Hyderabad, and that's a school that she's talking about. Okay, so over the years you've you've seen generations of students pass through the gates of the school. What essential differences do you see in the the top rankers let's say i mean i'm i'm not i'm saying rank in terms of people who score higher in subjects and the backbenchers so to speak or children who are slightly weak in academics but might be good in other um activities how do you deal with that with those differences in the classroom as a teacher well uh, of course uh, you know a child if if i forget his name uh, that's a sin i commit you know i i have to remember every child's name and uh, along with the child's name what comes to mind what is his ability what is his uh, talent what is his passion what uh, what is he good at and what he is uh, weak at you know what is his uh, uh, so strengths and weaknesses uh, a child is not just the name behind its name we find all these things so we have uh, children who do very well and children who are struggling so uh, the children who do well look after themselves uh, mainly uh, of course our worksheets the worksheets uh, that we make uh, are catered to all levels you know the uh, the the very weak and the very good the gifted also so uh, Uh, we we need to take care of the ones who need us so who needs us it's the one the ones who struggle the others don't need us so much as the ones who struggle so we uh, help them out with special worksheets or uh, you know time after school uh, personal talk putting small goals in front of them you know you complete this part see that if you uh, can understand it then i'll help you to the next level so it's a personal one to one help that we provide for the weaker students which uh, really uh, you know makes a difference and uh, i find that after they complete class 10 we find a change in their personality you know we find that they are uh, more confident uh, they able to learn on their own and uh, they flower uh, once they get to college Uh, i have so many instances of uh, children who struggled right from class 1 to 10 but after 10 they uh, they have done wonderfully oh. well i mean um which which of course goes to say that teaching is a marathon it's not a sprint 
the whole art of teaching and really it is it is an art i uh, the the single most influence that a person can have uh, on on a young on a young mind uh, to to you know shape their future to to build give them the building blocks of what they're going to be tomorrow and it's such a long drawn slow process you are you have to have a lot of patience as a as a teacher so in a in a, in a few words if i can ask you what is a teacher to a student um, I, <laughs> i would say that a teacher is a mother you know uh, whether it's a, a, a you know a male teacher or a female teacher uh we are like mothers uh you know we we need to see uh that our children are comfortable that they are uh, uh you know not lagging behind they are uh, sometimes they need a push we push sometimes we need to uh, be firm and stop we stop sometimes we need to be a little strict why not yes uh, as a mother you would uh definitely won't allow your child uh to come to harm uh, uh we need to stop them uh sometimes we need to uh, you know put a spark kindle a spark and you find that uh, uh it's it becomes a fire in his heart uh, to do something uh, there are different things that you need to do sometimes uh, uh you need to show you're disappointed you know and uh, that also works at times so uh, wow. we are like a mother i would say that's that's beautiful thank you so what was that thought that day when back in time when you said i'm going to be a teacher i'm going to be a mother to all of these students what was that day when when uh, i was at school and when i was at college um children used to come to me you know i was a didi then you know uh, children in my apartment didi i can't understand this some can you explain this or someone would come with uh, you know uh, other problems in the, that they faced while studying and i was always available you know mm-hmm. Uh, because i i used to uh, be good at my academics so i didn't need to spend too much of time uh, on my academics i used to do other things rather than study all the time <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they they used to approach me uh, and at school i found that uh, my friends uh, whenever they needed help in any subject um i was a uh, you know I used to teach Hindi uh, at school. <laughs> Hang on, one <laughs> <Because> second. My... <laughs> okay, I know I I shouldn't to admit all this of, one. <laughs> to all of the students who are listening right now, she used to teach Hindi. Irvind Madam used to teach Hindi. Frame this and put it up <laughs> on your wall. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I know I shouldn't have admitted this, but uh, but that's a fact, you know. I had come from Kanpur and I had learned a wow. lot of Hindi in Kanpur in one year. and when i came to bombay my friends were struggling you know uh, they didn't know hindi and um, i used to help them out in uh, short break lunch break after school at home so uh, you know it was always there uh, that perhaps i could become a teacher 
um but my father had other plans um but then uh, the almighty had other plans <laughs> after that i fell ill and uh, i was ill for quite some years and when i came to uh, hyderabad uh mr gurwara uh, he was then the principal of uh, shevard public school he uh you know brought me out he said you ca- you come and teach in my school i was a raw hand i didn't know what was teaching i could help children at home you know one at a time but uh, i had never done any teaching so he uh, roped me in uh, he said come spend some time in the school and uh, i started spending not some time i started spending the days and then it became weeks and i joined the school as a teacher formally later on and uh, whatever i know as a teacher uh whatever i had done as a teacher i owe it to mr gurwara uh because uh, i was a raw hand and he molded me into being a teacher and uh, i i i can never forget uh, the first day at school how excited i was you know and i still feel that yes. excitement yes. Uh, when i go to a class yes. you know each each class every period of the day i i feel excited when i see children and uh, i was so excited there were class one children absolutely and and it's one will they know what i'm saying will they understand uh, my english uh, will they uh, they listen to me will they obey me will uh, you know i had so many questions going on in my mind and they were so loving so affectionate immediately they came held my hand uh, took me to their classroom and and that was it you know uh, that love i get from every uh, class that are of students that i have taught um they might be a little uh, you know intimidated by me because i'm a little firm in getting my work done so uh, but uh, I, they share affection uh, you know they have shared affection all, all these years and uh, the time when i was very sick um you know i was just uh, remembering it yesterday uh, i was bedridden and what brought me back was the love that these children showed to me uh they uh, i would get messages i would get cards uh, children would come and visit me and uh, that's the reward uh, you know a teacher gets when the children remember uh, that uh, that i was their teacher i was overwhelmed at that time when uh, the children showed their love to me i remember i had lost the use of my hand and i didn't know how to uh, write on the board when i went back to teaching um, i couldn't write on the blackboard Uh, so they used to encourage me you know ma'am today it's much better you're writing in a straight line and then ma'am your letters are now making sense you know 
they are uh, legible now, you know. Uh, they would uh, encourage me uh, every day. Uh, your handwriting is improving. Uh, so um, you give love, you get love. I think that's what that's the essence of teaching. You give love and you get love, and that's the love that these students grow up and spread into the world because they're taught to do that. Uh, wow! And I know that was a very difficult time of your life, and you know. Uh, we i i remember and and we were just so thankful to to the universe for uh, bringing you back into not just our lives but into the classroom because the classroom is a better place with you in it you know oh thank you <laughs> uh, what i uh, felt when i was in bed you know i i, I my mind was working mm. and i said if i am not god doesn't allow me to go back to teaching how will I survive? Yeah. You know, uh, that was a thought that uh, kept on recurring in my mind, and uh, thankfully, yeah. uh, I was back at school. So tell me, from from all of these ups and downs, uh, personally, you know, professionally, even there are of course bad days, there are good days. What's a good day like for you in school? Oh, well, <laughs> good day. Uh, I, I get to, uh, you know, do the things that I like. I love teaching. I, if I'm able to, you know, make one child uh, get interested in a book, that makes my day. You know, there are children who, who are very <laughs> hesitant in picking up a book or a magazine, you know. So what I started doing, you know, to, in, uh, to uh, encourage these children to read, I started taking comic books and uh, magazines uh, so that, you know, it, it was not, it didn't demand time from them. They would read in a, uh, in a you know, in a short period of time. And uh, then uh, if they got interested, I would give them another one, you know, so get them hooked. So uh, if I managed to make someone, uh, you know, read something, I would enjoy that. And the sessions where, uh, where uh, you know, children uh, would debate in the class, discuss in the class, uh, that, that is uh, teaching a language, not just writing in the notebook, uh, you know, reading from a text and then writing in a notebook. But if the children use that language, uh, in my class, uh, yeah. I remember uh, teaching a, a story. Uh, it was a chapter in one of the books um, about the cockroach. And it was in class seven, I think. And the children said, ma'am, we don't want to read about cockroach. I said, no, the cockroach is such a lovely creature. Let's read the story, you know. Uh, it wasn't a story. It was um, a, a factual uh, description of a cockroach. And um, we read it. And the children were so inspired that two of them wrote a poem on a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I, if I have these, uh, you know, uh, periods of uh, when uh, children would, you know, respond in such a way, uh, that made my day, yeah. Cockroach immortalized in poetry. What a day. That's a good day in school. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, from, from all of this, then there came a turning point called the 
कोविड नाइनटीन पैंडेमिक स्कूल्स शट डाउन एंड दे स्टिल शट एज वी स्पीक राइट नाउ एज ऑनलाइन क्लासेस दर आर गोइंग ऑन बट यू वन ऑफ द फर्स्ट फ्यू पीपल हिट द ग्राउंड रनिंग यू अडेप्टेड टू online platforms not just adapted you dug deep figured out what the what the little moving parts were understood them and also trained other teachers in using them troubleshooting you were literally tech support also at that time uh, and now it's just you know like 1500 students across two schools uh, are online every day and it's not exactly it doesn't replace of course the physical classroom but for what it's worth there is education still Absolutely. continuing it it was uh, essential very necessary that we uh, bring the classroom to the children in their homes uh, we couldn't let them fend for themselves sitting at home uh, uh, you know uh, uh, we really needed to uh, reach and at that tender age where you know they need that Uh, social development they need absolutely. to be absolutely actually the that that is still missing the physical and social development yeah uh is uh, really missing on, uh, on these online platforms although though we we try our best mm. uh to make them connect mm. with their peers with their uh, you know uh, school uh, of course teachers are always there but with their peers they, they need to connect with them and uh, physical exercises whatever we can get done through our uh, uh, you know the online platform uh, we do but it's not sufficient of course and uh, i find that the emotional um, development is also uh, hampered uh, there are a uh, lot many children who are uh, you know going through um, emotional problems at home um perhaps it's uh, you know the financial problems of the parents which are troubling them or it it is uh, the parents not getting along with each other uh, it, it is affecting them you know um they are not able to uh, confide perhaps to uh, people around them and getting to them to confide over the um, uh, online platform we do, do try but uh, it's not uh, it's not the same it's not the same yeah. the connect is always uh, through physical uh, you know but interaction do, do you think children have grown up faster in the pandemic they've become like they just their emotional growth their mental growth i'm not saying they've become balanced emotionally a lot more but do you think having to adapt so quickly and to interpret this really disastrous times that we are in right now has caused an acceleration in their mental prowess do you think uh, that has happened uh, uh, yes uh, it, it, i i would say that for uh, the secondary school you know uh they are um, tech savvy they know how to handle the uh, the internet and other things you know they they have managed uh, quite well but it's uh, for the smaller children that i really feel um for you know they they it, it, they don't have an attention span and they are made to sit in front of a screen 
and uh, the teacher has to handle so many children of course she might be very effective in um, uh, in delivering her uh, lesson but then uh, the every child has a different need what we were talking earlier anush you said uh, uh, you know uh, some very intelligent children some very weak children you know and of course the average in between uh, how do we cater to all the children on uh, on a screen online classes yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult i mean thinking uh, out of the box I, is a lot more difficult when you're all inside a box yes yeah, so uh, yes yes it's it's quite quite difficult but uh, and and what makes you think that with this onslaught of digital education with you know apps and all kinds of digital online services ed tech as they call it this is by the way ed talk with anuch uh, uh, yeah, but, yeah. but but with ed tech coming in uh, will schools be replaced tomorrow i don't think so because i don't think so uh, the teach no one can replace the teacher uh you 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 might uh, have otherwise why would children join a school you know everything is available online they can uh, learn from the di- uh, digital world but um, but you need a teacher to give the direction the values uh the the learning the joy of learning you know this um, online uh, learning takes away the joy of learning of exploring of doing things with your hands and uh, observing doing it as a team as a you know group uh, it's the is, motor uh, skills that that really uh, aid learning yeah. or, or experiential part of learning absolutely yeah. unless uh, the child exp- uh, you know uses all the senses uh, to uh, especially for science and uh, uh, geography if you don't use uh, our senses it's it's more of more of a broad learning they won't uh, have get the joy of learning how do you enjoy something when you are involved in it and uh, how will you get involved when you use all your senses and and that's what the classrooms are for you know let the children explore and um, find out for themselves whereas the digital world gives the answers to them you know it provides everything ready made um doesn't allow them to think on their own at least that's what i feel so three things you should uh, you think schools should teach children in this day and age apart from the curriculum top three things that are maybe life skills or what do you think are those those could be uh, first would be uh, that discrimination between good and bad and then use that discrimination for empathizing with others empathy is sadly lacking you know uh, we uh, simp- we may sympathize but we don't empathize and when you empathize you find ways to reach out to the people and uh, i think uh, first it would be discrimination between good and bad empathy and then you know uh, live as a community uh we are becoming very individualistic uh i me myself have become more important my family my children my uh, you know everything is my right that r is missing i think we I, we need to 
bring back the community. We we talk about joint families broken down to nuclear families, and now we've become individuals. You know, Abs- absolutely. I think we are going, and especially with the, this online th- uh, teaching yeah. and learning, hmm. it's become even more so because hmm. uh, parents are not able to monitor all the time. Yeah. Uh, what the children are doing, so the child does what he likes. All right. What what are the some of the essential skills that you would advise aspiring teachers to inculcate within themselves? Love children. That's that's the you know most important uh, part of being a teacher. That it's uh, that your love for children. Secondly, uh, know your content, know your subject well, and uh, spend time, limitless time, on honing your skills and reaching out to your children. You know, not one child should feel neglected in a in a class. Um, so uh, the delivery process is very important. How you deliver your lesson uh, have you explored different ways methods of uh, you know uh, teaching a concept uh, i remember i each year uh, i was teaching the same reader lessons were same but i won't use my old lesson plan for the next class it would be a new set of children with new expectations, with new uh, uh, strengths, new weaknesses. So your les- lesson has to cater to your ch- every child in the class. So um, how you do it, and I'm so, uh, uh, you know, when, when I was, uh, I started as a teacher, we had only magazines and encyclopedias to help us out, you know. Uh, to explore uh, for uh, different methods of uh, uh, reaching out to children. Now the internet has brought uh, such a revolution, you know, and uh, and now you have a, a problem of many, you know, you have too many things and you have to select the best possible thing, method to um, teach a particular uh, concept. So uh, explore uh, that teacher must have uh, within her uh, that zeal, that enthusiasm. Every day is a new day and I have to teach, uh, you know, in a new way, uh, not uh, following the age old methods always, you know, to find out uh, different ways of uh, putting wow. the same concept in different ways. And that's how you you keep pace with time or, or even ahead of it because really the job of a teacher is is the task is to prepare a child for a time that none of us have seen. You know, we're all heading into. So your, your teaching has to be ahead of its time and not be maybe stuck in a particular comfort zone. Uh, absolutely. Uh, unless we spend time, uh, you know, finding out uh, re- re- uh, the research that has been done uh, in uh, teaching children, um, if we if we read, uh, we will, you know, uh, pick out, select things which uh, suit our environment. You know, the environment of the class, and and we uh, 
teach those things which are more important um, to the children. And keeping ahead is, is uh, if you don't keep pace with the times, I think you have a, a leg in the grave already, you know. Uh, so uh, we need to keep pace with the times, yes. Uh, and uh, of course, the children are uh, one one step ahead of us in technology. So sometimes we take their help yeah. too, you know, <laughs> to help us out. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I think this this has been this has been incredible as um, you know the insights that you've brought in from uh, such rich experience. I want to, on a lighter note, ask you a few quick questions. Yeah, I mean, we'll, oh. we'll. Uh, so, what are you watching or reading these days? Um, reading, I'm, um, like I said, Anuj, I'm like the children doing mm. it on the, uh, on the, you Internet. know, on my phone, <laughs> reading mm. uh, educational stuff, but mm. uh, on my phone mm. and uh, watching. I'm watching elementary. Ooh. Uh, that's uh, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> it, it, and and imagine I watch Sherlock on Netflix, mm. and I'm watching uh, Elementary on uh, uh, on Prime Video, mm. and uh, both are totally different from what I read Sherlock Holmes, you know. Right. Uh, mm. And I'm pleasantly surprised. I usually don't uh, watch a movie or. Uh, a serial uh, of a you know a, that has been made on a book mm. you know uh, because i don't like to spoil my memories of mm. uh, uh, of those books uh, but i was pleasantly surprised i enjoyed both uh, sherlock Lovely. and elementary it's also the evolution of storytelling i think uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. and, I, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying it <laughs> wow okay so what's a what's a typical saturday night or a weekend for you what what's that like? I'm a bookworm. I sit at home <laughs> and I'm a movie buff. Not movie. Uh, I I watch uh, serials. So I spend mm. and and a good dinner. Uh, Saturdays, mm. uh, you know, uh, my family. Everyone is uh, everyone in my family is very good at uh, cooking, except me. Mm. You know. <laughs> so I enjoy my dinners made by my nephew, my niece, um, by my brother now, uh, and of course my okay. sister-in-law is uh, a cook uh, par excellence. So mm. yeah, I enjoy a good dinner. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, what is your dream vacation? Well, I would love to go to the mountains. You know. And spend uh, time there, you know, maybe a month or two away from the madding crowd, you know, with a book, uh, walks, uh, you know, walking through the woods. It's something that I would really enjoy alone, not with others, alone. <laughs> and as a teacher, uh, it is a very thankless job at the end of the day. It is a, a responsibility that teachers take up. And uh, your rewards are when students turn back years later and say, you know what, you shaped my life. And uh, despite all the expectations of society and the world around, you continue to mold minds. Um, 
what would you as a teacher like to be remembered for mm, i would really love it if my children remember that uh, we enjoyed ourselves in the class you know not just learning the the language but we had a, a good time uh, you know interacting talking with each other um living life you know uh, i remember when i joined um, mm. the school um we were expected to dress formally you know in sari and uh, i went to the principal mr gurwara mm. and asked mm. him i want to play with my children i want to climb my desk and you know decorate my class i want to uh you know run about with mm. them and the sari hampers me uh, could you allow me to wear you know comfortable clothes like salwar kameez so he allowed and and we used to spend time playing you know in the little play space that we had uh we would play uh, seven tiles hopscotch uh you know all sorts of things you know skipping uh and of course <laughs> later when we had a ground we were we uh, went to throw ball and other games but uh, you know that spending the time uh with each other joyfully uh, is something that i, I will uh, always cherish um i'm quite sure that resonates with with all of those students who've had the privilege of of being educated by you and uh, i'm i'm sure there's so much more that you know more of those stories out there in in your palace of memories that you'd like to you know share um unfortunately this is all the time i have but i would love to have you back on the podcast at some point um i'm so so incredibly grateful to you not just for uh you know of course being the first guest on my first ever episode of my first ever podcast but for just being there through my life um literally all my life um so thank you for because i'm 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 very happy with the choices i have made and uh thank you for for helping me make those you know for for building my foundation uh, thank you anuj for being there for me all, always you know and uh, we grew up together you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a teacher i grew with you uh with you and your class if i remember from mm. class 1 to 12 yeah. and i yeah. grew along with you and that was uh, something that uh, you know uh, has molded my uh, way of perceiving children uh, and that uh, is a privilege given to very few and i'm i'm the privileged one to have you know wonderful children like you uh, you are uh, you represent my other students you know uh, so uh, as a good human being and that that is the most important thank you so much thank you so much thank you for listening to ed talk with anuj i hope you enjoyed new episodes drop every friday So don't forget to subscribe and follow Ed Talk with Anuj on social media to stay updated. I'll see you next week.